You're listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast, recorded on Sundays in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our goal is to help you grow from root to fruit. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here. All right, so I invite you this morning to turn to Luke, excuse me, chapter 17. <coughs> going to have to put a cough drop in, and I hope you don't mind. Here we go. I got one here. That ain't boring going to help. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll try and talk around the cough drop and hopefully it won't bother you too much. Um, and to continue our series on thank God, and uh, just again as a statement that we say a lot, you know, we say thank God, it's a season of thanks. We're trying to emphasize being thankful. Um, but I want to kind of redeem that statement because we don't always maybe express it. You know, we say, oh, thank God, but did we really? And that's the question we want to, kind of want to answer throughout this series. So last week we talked about uh, ten men that Jesus healed, and we'll read the story in just a moment, uh, but there were ten men that were not well, and they were, again, ostracized from their community, from their families. They were separated. If you remember in that society, if they were unclean, they actually had to live separate. They couldn't be near anybody. They had some sort of disease that just mandated that they, they were just alone all the time and away from people. They weren't even allowed to talk to anybody, but they cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, have mercy on us, and uh, he does, and he heals them. Um, we talked about why did Jesus listen to them, that Jesus didn't listen because they had earned the right to be heard, because they were, it wasn't because they were loud or you know, obnoxious, it wasn't because they were so holy that they deserved it, it was simply because Jesus loved them. That's why he listened. And you know, for us, for, that's the, the takeaway here, is that you know, God listens to us not because we deserve it, but because he loves us. That's why. And so then the application was that um, as we pray... You know, you don't wear out God's patience when you pray. It's not like, hey, I'm praying, you know, he's like, oh, seriously, I've been here for like five minutes already. You've still got more. But the question he asks is, what else? What else? You know, you're praying, okay, that's great. What else? Okay, what else, right? What else? And that God, his, the door is always open, right? He wants, to, he wants to hear you. And I hope you spent some time this week being bold in your requests. Um, I hope you actually put that into practice. Um, because we don't, we don't have, right, because we don't ask. And so, uh, again, if you, if you didn't get a chance to go listen, uh, feel free to go ahead. It's a pretty simple message, but I think it's got a practical application in our lives. So today, uh, I, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, I want to talk about what happened after Jesus heard the men and they were healed. So, so after that, then what happened? So if you'll read along, along with me, Luke chapter 17, um, it'll be up on the screen as well, so you can, you can read along. Uh, beginning in verse 11, we're going to pick up the story. And it says this, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered the village there, as Jesus continued, right? Okay. Verse 12. There we go. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, how many? One. How many were there? Ten. There were ten. Okay. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. All right. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Again, that's highlighted because Samaritans didn't like Jesus. They didn't like Jews. They didn't get along. So it was unusual and unlikely that this guy was the one giving thanks. Jesus asked, didn't I heal Ten, where are the other nine? All right. 
has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. And he concludes and Jesus says, the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. It's remarkable. Ten men. And out of ten men healed, only one came back to say thank you. That's really the, the essence of this story. That's really, I think, the, 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 the purpose of this whole story is the, the, the comparison between the one and, and, and the nine. Like That's the essence of this story here. Um, so let's take a look at the nine first. Let's start there. Now, do you really think that the nine were ungrateful? Like, these were nine men who were most likely incredibly grateful. Their lives had changed, right? Their lives were completely different. They were running to show themselves to the priests. I mean, they've never run so fast, right? This is like a crazy experience. These guys were ostracized their families. They're healed now, and they're losing their minds, and they are running to the priests to say, hey, look at me, check me out, I'm good, I'm going back to my family. They're trying to get there as quick as they can. Like, and you can't blame them, right? They're ecstatic. It's the best day of their lives. You can imagine that they go to the priest. They show themselves. The priest says, wow, okay, yeah, you guys are all good. You can see them running home, bursting through front doors, hugging kids, grabbing you know, spouses. Like, this is just an incredible day for them. They will never forget this day. You could hear the shouts of their families. You can imagine that they probably tell stories about this man, Jesus, who healed them. Those stories are passed on to grandchildren and great-grandchildren. This becomes part of the story of their family. There was a man named Jesus. He healed us. My life was never the same. It was a miracle. This becomes part of their identity. They were probably incredibly grateful. It was a life-altering experience. But they never said thank you to Jesus. Interesting. It doesn't it mean that they were ungrateful. It just meant they never expressed it. It never entered their minds to go back to Jesus and say thank you. Just think about that. Remember, he's walking to Jerusalem, right? He's just on his way somewhere. This happens along the way. Let's say they want to come back the next day. He's gone. Right? They had a small window. And Jesus is gone. And they missed their chance wasn't like, hey, I'll catch up with him, you know, uh, I'll text him or I'll, you know, instant message him or I'll catch up with him on Facebook and I'll be like, hey, Jesus, thanks so much. That was a great thing. You know, check me out. Right. I'll hashtag I'll, I'll tag you in my photo. Um, they were most likely incredibly grateful and never let Jesus know it. Now, I'm going to share a quote from Andy Stanley. Um, this is not mine. OK, it's another pastor. Um, But he said it better than I think I ever could. And he says this. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. Read that again. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. Right? It's truth. Everybody feel it. Right? That is truth right there. All Jesus knew was that only one came back to express his gratitude. He's probably got like this understanding. <laughs> like, they're probably grateful. I'm going to assume that they're grateful. But he doesn't know. How would you feel if you, you know, let's say you took your life savings and you paid for college for ten kids, right? Scott's Tots, right? Like if anybody's 
the office fans. Right, but let's say you, you pay for ten kids and only one comes back to say thank you. The other take, go to school, make a life, it's great, but they never say thank you. How'd you feel? Now, Jesus didn't just pay for college. He changed their life. He gave them family back. He gave them a future back. He gave them hope back. He gave them society back. He gave them dignity back, right? If I'm in my car and I'm at ShopRite, it always seems like Kohl's, too. Like when you're, walking, when you're driving by Kohl's, there's always people walking in front of you. I don't know what it is about Kohl's. Am I, is it just like is this a, a, a phenomenon? Like... I drive by other stores, nothing. Kohl's is like a line of people. But if I slow down and let somebody pass, I have an expectation that they're going to give me, right, the walker wave. Right? And if they don't, I'm like, I let you go. I get nothing. Nothing, right? You let somebody cut you off in traffic, I expect to, you know, just, uh, I mean, even a, even a finger, right? Just give me something. Indicate that you appreciate it. Communicate it to me. Right? I've got some expectation that you're going to thank me. And here is Jesus changing the lives of nine out of ten men. Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter how thankful they were. Even Jesus can't hear what we don't say. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. So here's Jesus asking, and for me, like, this is, I, I, you'll, you'll hear whose voice in just a minute. He says, like, where's the rest of the bunch? He's sitting there, he's like, seriously? Are you telling me you're the only one who came back? You hear it? Are you telling me? Are you telling me? The only one? Do you hear it in the voice? Do you hear it in the near right? Like, you can hear that, right? And not only are you the only one who came back, but you were the only one who came back. You're a Samaritan. You're not supposed to be the guy, right? If anybody is likely to come back, right? Jesus is sent to the Jews. He's very clear about that throughout Scripture. They were the ones most likely to accept Jesus because he's a Jew. They're supposed to be the grateful people. Yet the outsider, the Samaritan, the guy who socially distanced himself from Jews like Jesus, he's the one least likely to accept Jesus, and yet he's the only one to come back. You? Where's the, where's the rest? You're the one that comes back? So what does that tell us about that one? Let's just take a look at the one. When Luke describes the ten, he says they lifted their voices. They, they lifted their voices. They cried out, Jesus, have mercy on us. As they lifted their voices, they amplified their voices. That's what the ten, they were loud. They cried out. Everybody heard it. But when Luke describes the one who came back to Jesus to say thank you. He uses a different adjective to describe his voice. He says, first they cried out in a loud voice, have mercy. But when he came back, it uses the Greek word megas. You get the implication, mega, right? He came back with a very loud voice. It's the same word used to describe the tone with which Jesus cried out on the cross. With a loud right, utterance, with a mega voice, he came back saying thank you. 
And it just hit me that his thanks was louder than his request. Is your thanks louder than your request? Like we can be desperate, Jesus, and we get it. Thanks. Right? Thanks. And his posture adds to his expression of gratitude. Not just he just say this in a loud voice, but where do we find the guy? He's on his knees at Jesus' feet, bowing down. It says, praising God and shouting thanks. Praise to God for this marvelous thing he has done. So what do you think Jesus thinks about this guy? It's pretty clear he's stunned, right? See, it's hard for us to get the irony of the Samaritan part here. And Jesus had just changed this guy's life, and he's refusing to let any social barriers. Listen, there's other Samaritans there. They see this guy. They, they know the story. They know what's going on. And they're going to watch him. And they're like, hey, you're not supposed to be going back to Jesus. You're not supposed to go near him. You're not supposed to touch him, even if he healed you. This guy didn't care what anybody thought. He was going back to Jesus, and he wasn't whispering. He wasn't going back to shake his hand. He was going back in a mega voice to shout the praises of God. He was grateful, and he didn't care who knows it in the spirit of Elf, right? I'm grateful, and I don't care who knows it. I'm going to let everybody know. Actually, he did care who knew it, and he especially cared that one person in particular knew it. This man wanted to make sure that Jesus knew. He was thankful. He didn't really care so much what everybody else thought, but he wanted Jesus to know, I'm thankful for what you've done for me. And he left no doubt in Jesus' mind. He's on his, he's on his face in front of Jesus' feet, shouting out with a mega voice. The word thanks, it says when he gave thanks, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a word you may know. It, it comes from the Greek word eucharisto, the Eucharist. Right? Communion, the sense of grace and a gift. It's got the idea of a grace gift. So when you say thank you, what you're saying is that this is a gracious gift. Now grace, if you remember, is getting good that you don't deserve. It's a gift. You don't deserve it, but you get it. This is grace on you. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. <laughs> do you understand that, right? So I oughta, but I won't. That's mercy, right? You don't, but I will. That's grace. Right? So we can, we can distinguish. It says, this man gave thanks, which was, he understood and recognized this was grace. Your thanks is a gift in itself. Because it tells the giver that you get it. When you say thank you, you are communicating to the one who gave it to you that you understand. In essence, thank you. I'm going to re- Interpret Thanksgiving, and you, you, you can, listen, you can disregard this, but this is me, right? It just means basically you didn't have to. When I say thank you, I'm saying to you, you didn't have to. Right? You ever, ever have somebody say, you didn't have to? Well, uh, yeah, we do the dance, you know, I'm going to cover the bill. Oh, you don't have to, you know, it's like, but I really hope you pay anyway, you know. Like, it's not like that. It literally means you didn't have to because what you're telling one is, one, I know you didn't have to. I know that. I know it. I know you didn't have to do that. But the second thing is that you know it, right? I know, like in that interaction, when you say thank you, you're saying, one, I know you didn't have to, and two, you know you didn't have to. Because it's a grace gift. Jesus didn't, right, you didn't have to heal me. It's, you chose to. So 
I know you didn't have to, and you know you didn't have to. But the act of thanks, here's where it boils down, is this. I want you to know that I know that. Right? Do you get it? I know it, and you know it. But when I say thanks, it's because I want you to know that I know you didn't have to. Right? It's a little bit convoluted, but you get it. That's what it's saying. When you're saying thank you, you're going, you didn't have to. I know it, and you know it, and I want you to know that I know it. Works in my head. I don't know. So you didn't have to do that for me, but you did because you're good. And you did because you're kind. And you did because you love me. Right? And you did because you can. And you did because you wanted to. And you did because you chose to and decided to. You didn't have to, but you did. To say thanks is to acknowledge that what you've received is a gift. It's not earned, but it's appreciated. We just sang the song. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Right? Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. Come on, say it with me. I couldn't. Here we go, come on. Next one. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. You didn't have to, and I know that, and you know that, but I want you to know that I know that I didn't earn it and I couldn't deserve it, but still you did. That word still echoes in my head. Still. Still. When we say thank you, we're saying I know the whole story, I get the whole picture, and still you did. So I'm going to say thank you. I made a mistake, and you still helped me out. It was my fault, and you came to my rescue. Thank you. It was late at night and raining, and still you came to help. I know the whole story, that you didn't have to, but you came to help me. Listen, I was having a bad week, but you were super busy. And I know how much stuff you had on, but you left your family to come spend an hour with me just to let me vent for a little while. Still you came. Thank you. It says, I understand the cost. I get it. You didn't have to, but you did. And I want you to know I understand and I appreciate it. Still. Thankfulness acknowledges the value of an act. It basically says, that was worthy of praise. And I can't not let you know that I know. Thank you. You didn't have to, but you did. That's what this man was saying to Jesus. He's saying, listen, you didn't owe this to me, and we both know that. This was a grace gift. This was worthy of praise. Thank you for this. So what? So what? Are there things for which we expect people to know we are thankful, even though we fail to express it? You know I'm grateful. You know I appreciate you. Do I always have to say it? Come on. Am I the only one that holds in things? You know, oh, come on, seriously? Make me say stuff? No, I'm not going to make you do anything. You don't have to say thanks any more than they have to do something for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there. If unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude, maybe we need to give some attention to our thankfulness. Each week we've been recognizing people and letting them know that we know right, that they didn't have to. So the question for you, is there someone to whom perhaps you have not expressed loud enough thanks? Just family member, friend, 
son, daughter, mom, dad, husband, wife, someone you just assume knows that you're thankful. I'm not going to go there, but you all know about assuming. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, very simply is this. Be the one, not the nine. Be the one. Express gratitude in some tangible way this week. And it's not about paying people back, but it's about letting them know that you know they didn't have to and did it anyway and you're grateful. Here's the thing. If you will each go to someone this week and just say, hey, I know I haven't said this, but I, and you probably know this already, give ourselves like some, you know, grace, but, but I just want you to know. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for doing that for me. Thank you for who you are. If everybody in this room will do that for just one person, there will be 150 people who know that the good they do matters. Just think about that. It's like a, you're injecting encouragement to go do more good into people when you tell them, I know. How cool would it be if like a, a wave of thankfulness emanated from this church today. It just began to ripple out. We began to not take people for granted and just say, hey, I know I'm thankful, but you need to know I'm thankful. And it's both upward and, and outward, so maybe we need, need to thank God as well. You know, I mean, there's the practical thing about the people we live with, but the reality is there's a God who does a whole lot of good stuff for us. And in communication, I, I fancy myself a communicator of some sort. I study communication. And in communication, the weight of responsibility on the communication lies with me, not you. It's my job to do my best to frame the message in such a way that you can hear it. I can't make you listen, but I can definitely do a good job of keeping you from it. I can't just say, well, I said it. You know, My goal is not to say, my goal is to communicate which means you need to be able to receive it. So I have to make it as, as, as portable as possible for you. Actually, the word I wrote here is to make it hearable. I made up a word. Hearable. And when we express thanks to God um, in a genuine manner, it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be, you know, just precise and exactly. It just needs to be from your heart. God, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. And I know you probably know because you know everything, right? But I don't want to be like the nine. I want to be the one who comes back and lets you know. So the last thing is, do you know when the best time to give thanks is? Now. <laughs> right away. This guy didn't wait to go to the priest and then come back. Before he went on with the rest of his business, in the moment, he just said, hey, right now, right now, I'm going to let you know. Thank you. Don't wait to take care of business. You can formally express thanks later, and, you know, as if the display of thanks matters. You know, oh, I'm gonna, I'll thank him when I can do it better. I'll thank them when I can really thank them as they deserve, because I want to get the words right. You know, you know what happens with those? We never send them. As soon as you recognize a gift has been given, stop and honor it then and there. This man had a family waiting for him, a brand new life out there. But those priests were still going to be there in five minutes.
he had to give thanks and he had to do it now. Sometimes we don't know how to say thank you. Sometimes there are things and you go, you know what, this is beyond words. I don't know how to express myself here. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul said this. He said, thank God for this gift too wonderful for words. You ever have one of those things where you're like, okay, I don't even know how to express thanks to God for what He's doing in my life. Where words fall short. So i got another solution for you. If you're not good with the words, if that's not really your strength, this guy just fell at Jesus' feet and shouted praise. If you don't know how to thank God, just get on your knees and sing a song. Just praise Him in any way you know how. You can actually do with your body what you can't do with your mouth. Praise helps us express to God thanks for things too wonderful for words. That's part of the reason that we come in and sing songs. Is it helps us express things that are unexpressible. Right? I'm no poet. I, I, right? I, I make up words like hearable. Right? Like that's, that's my world. But there are awesome songs that help us Put in words what God is doing. And we want to say, listen, I want to declare your praises to let you know that I appreciate what you're doing and I want to do it regularly. So give thanks with sincerity and in the moment and with words or without. And here's the part that brings it full circle. And uh, Nikki, you can come on up as we're going to close in just a minute. For this one Samaritan man, his decision to say thank you brought him to Jesus' feet. This was a Pastor Carey idea as we were talking, so I'm going to give her credit for it. It says, these men had stood at a distance because of their disease, right? And they're shouting out, Jesus, have mercy on us. And he heals them, right? But there was distance and they run away. But because this guy said, thank you, where does he find himself? He's at Jesus' feet. They couldn't get close to Jesus, but now here he is. See, when we express thanks, it draws us closer to each other. The others who failed to return and give thanks, guess what? They missed out on that. They didn't get to be near Jesus. When you start thanking people and letting them know that you know, you ever have somebody thank you genuinely? You know, not just say, hey, thank you, but they said, they looked you in the eye and said, hey, thank you. You know immediately that you begin to appreciate them differently. Your relationship goes deeper because you know that they know. And you have connected now in a very humble and real way. When you begin to thank people, it elevates your relationship with them. Perhaps you're here and you have a relationship with someone else or with God and it's not where it needs to be. It's just, there's just certain walls up. Can I just tell you? Gratitude, expressed gratitude, can go a long way. It can be a step. It can be part of helping you have better relationships. And not only with each other, but with God. See, because when you begin to actually think about what you're thankful to God for, you just find yourself actually, oh, hey, Jesus. You're here. You begin to be near Him. And that presence changes things. 
So, I'm going to close this morning by saying Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for each one of you. Genuinely. Your willingness to be part of this church. To show up. To be here. We're going to honor our those who have served in our church next week. The list has over a hundred people on it. It's incredible. It really is. Your willingness to be real, to push, to struggle, to be vulnerable, to ask for prayer, to pray, to give, to invest, to build this community. Listen, it, uh, it helps me grow in my faith. I am better because of each one of you. Genuinely. I'm learning more and more about God, myself, and the way the world works because of you. It's been a blessing to be a pastor of this church. just want you to know, when you show up every Sunday, I know. I know that it's Sunday morning. I know it's 10 a.m. I know it's been a long week. I know you're busy. I know you've got stuff to do. I know there's so many things on your schedule. And I know there's a lot of struggles that some of you are going through. Some of them I, you know, I know. Some I don't know. But I know that it's, it's, a, it's a cost for you to get here. But I wanted to let you know that your presence matters. We appreciate it when you're here. It genuinely encourages me. just want to let you know that I'm grateful for you. This is... I thought God was calling me to start a church so that I could have a career. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. God is showing me just about life by being part of this. And whatever the equation is, I get far more out of this than any of you. I promise. This has been an absolute joy. I'm not leaving, so if anybody's wondering if I'm leading up to that, I'm not. I'm just, I'm letting you know. I'm genuinely thankful. I wonder if somebody really wants to know. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you just to uh, take a moment as we close in prayer this morning. And join me in prayer. Heavenly Father. Lord, would you give us eyes to see how much we have to be thankful for? May we be quick to give you thanks for it. God, help us not to hesitate to give thanks because we're not sure if we have the right words. But let us just speak from our heart. Let us not assume people know that we're thankful. Let us not assume that you know that we're thankful. Cultivate in us the habit of thankfulness. Lord, change us as we're thankful. The more we appreciate things, Lord, just change us. Lord, may our thanks always be louder than our requests. May we come back with abundant gratitude when we understand how much you love us, how good you are. I thank you. Praise your name today. In your name we pray. Amen. I invite you to take out your connection cards one more time as a way of response this morning. On, On the connection cards, an opportunity for you to take, just maybe memorialize the next step. Before we rush out into the rest of the day, we're going to 
we got, I know we got a bake sale for BGMC and we got cookies and brownies and all sorts of good stuff. And we got a turkey bowl this afternoon. We got, this is going to be a good day. It's going to be a fun day. But before we run out into all that, would you just take a minute and say, God, maybe something you want to tell God you thank for. Maybe there's somebody sitting next to you that you just need to say thank you to them for something. I'll give you just a few minutes. Would you just take uh, just a few moments and just be thankful right now. And then we'll close our service in just a minute. Thanks for listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit us at wearelifetree.com or on Facebook and Instagram at wearelifetree.com.